Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. And today we're going to talk about how to activate against your brand tone of voice in order to communicate consistently, flexibly, and authentically across all channels and types of communications. So we have been actually doing a ton of brand tone of voice work for our clients in order to do just what we outlined above. So we're excited to get into this topic and help people out on a broader perspective on this and and really contextualize what this means for your brand and for your business. But before we jump in, we do have an episode on creating your brand character. So if you have not listened to that one or not done that exercise yet for your brand and business, Hit pause, go back, do that first, and then come back to this episode. And then also, before we jump in, take a second to really define what a brand's tone of voice means. So tone of voice is the way your brand communicates with your audience, including your choice of words, your writing style, and your emotional tone. And defining the brand tone of voice ensures that all your communication is really standardized across the channels and communications on behalf of the brand. Because what this is going to do is start creating consistency and start developing a personality for your brand. And you're going to see that in a lot of great examples that we're going to share here a little later. But it, you need to understand that this does show up everywhere that you create content. So it shapes your marketing copy, it shapes your visuals, it shapes your sales materials, your social media posts, your presentations, and it absolutely always should be the core of any briefing you're doing on any of this work. Yep, absolutely. Well said. All right. And with that set up, we will get into the four tips for effective tone of voice communications. And the first one I'm going to hand over to Anne. Start with the right brand foundational elements. Yes, and as you mentioned in the intro, April, this is really, really important because your brand story and your brand character provide the actual foundation for your tone of voice work. And if you try to go do your tone of voice work without having that, you're just going to have a lot of conversation and a lot of subjective conversation Mm -hmm. about what it should be and how it should sound without really any consistency or like foundation or meat to how to actually develop these principles. So make sure you actually do your brand story, your brand character first. It, it is really, really important. And if you haven't had a chance to do that, you know, lucky for you, we do have a lot of podcast episodes, <laughs> a lot of worksheets, and we talk about this extensively. So just go back and you can pull all of those out um, of, of our website and that'll help you start getting started on these principles. Now, you know, we, we do know that it is a little difficult to kind of think about your brand in this way, but it is totally, totally worth it. And you hear us talk a lot about, you know, really digging deep to really identify like the emotional impact that you're going to deliver, not just the things you're going to deliver, or really get to the human nature, the human element of your brand, because it helps your brand have that personification that allows it to have some personality and helps it to live and breathe. And when you develop your personality, that starts developing relationships with people and that human factor. And so now your brand has a relationship with a human, right? And then when you can start doing that, your brand starts becoming more memorable. Those are the brand love connections we've talked about. Yeah. And I think the other point about this too, is that it builds consistency of communication, no matter who's communicating on behalf of Mm -hmm. your brand. So we like to say that it, it makes it as though everyone's singing from the same songbook. So it's important to do those foundational elements 
for sure and start there and make sure everyone can speak to those individually but with a comprehensive and cohesive message. And then the same is true when you get to tone of voice because that's moving you down the funnel into more executional elements of your brand. But all of it has to be there, has to be really buttoned up and has to be working together so that you're not just shooting from the hip or like Ann said, having a bunch of arbitrary conversations about what you want to be today. Mm -hmm. It has to be really who you are, why you are that and how that comes to life. Yep. All right. Number two, define your tone of voice principles with boundaries. So first of all, let's take a step back and say, how do you define the principles? Well, if you have your brand story and your brand character and they consist of human characteristics, then the principles should speak to how you are those things. And we like to build them, and this is the second part of the point, with parameters automatically in place to make it easier for all those people who are going to communicate on behalf of the brand, including yourself, to know what lines not to cross, but then also how to be specifically whatever human characteristic you're talking about. So I'm going to start with four here that we chose just kind of in general um, that would be brand characteristics. Gives you a good spectrum. Yeah, it gives you a good spectrum, and it also shows how your personality can flex, right? Mm -hmm. So here we have funny, outgoing, proactive, and kind. So going with those characteristics that are built off of your brand story, they look something like this. And we'll give you examples of a brand that applies to each one of these. So we're we're not saying this is one brand's entire comprehensive tone of voice principles, but we'll give you a brand associated with each so you can kind of say, oh, I understand in context what that actually would look like. So funny was one of the first ones here, right? So we said funny, but then the way we build the parameter is but not crass. And so you can be funny in a lot of different ways. But in this instance, we're saying don't step over that line, right? That's the line we're talking about. It doesn't get crude. It doesn't go over that point of funny just for funny sake. It's funny but it's not crass. And one of the examples we have here is Tide. So Tide is a funny brand in the way of like not taking yourself too seriously, right? So we're able to take care of your clothes for you and that way you can live life a little freer, right? And so there's there's humor associated in Tide, but it's not any of the kind of like I was saying crass, crude, that kind of stuff. It's more of a smart funny. Yeah, or ha ha, I'm going to roll off, you know, my chair funny. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, not taking yourself too seriously. It's harmless. Funny. Yeah, exactly. Then the second one that I outlined before is outgoing. And here the parameter is outgoing but not boisterous. And so someone that is boisterous would be like Gary Vee. We've talked about him on previous episodes, right? Very outgoing personality, but it leans into that boisterous side. And I give that example just for context of we don't want to be that in this instance, right? But a good example of outgoing but not boisterous is Red Bull. And that's been a brand that's been literally built Mm -hmm. on being outgoing in your life and doing all of these different things, lots of high energy. It's an energy drink. It makes sense. But it's really harmless in its outgoing nature, right? So it's not self-promoting. It's not saying we're the best. It's just about getting out there and having the energy to do whatever it is you want to do in life and being part of that outgoing community that really likes to do physical activity things. Like understated to some extent. Yeah. Started outgoing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The next one we have here is proactive but not pushy. 
And I really think this is Nike, right? So they have Just Do It as a tagline that's highly proactive. It encourages you to go and do, literally. But they also embrace all athletes and respect them wherever they are in the process of being an athlete. So they're not saying we're only for the elite and they're not out there pushing every product under the sun on every single person out there. They're being respectful of their customers and they're proactive in addressing their needs, but they're not shoving themselves down the athlete's throat. And it's not there's no guilt. Like it's a celebration of. Of, of whatever you can yeah. do versus a guilt that you're not doing enough, right? Very fair. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Good point. And then the last one we have here is kind but not soft. And so we gave Dove's Women's Care campaign. You know, there's a softness to your skin when you use Dove. There's a softness to the way the brand looks on the shelf. There's, a you know, the light blues and the cleanliness and just kind of that uh, unassuming, if you will, part of their personality, which I think communicates kindness. But they're not soft in the way that they're saying, you know, women are soft. They're actually Mm -hmm. celebrating really strong women, individuality in women. We've talked before about how they were one of the first ones to really embrace real women. There's a real strength behind that. But you can still be kind as a brand and embrace your community and do what your product is set out to do without having to sacrifice on the other side. So that's the first point we make here. And we thought building in and building out the different principles, showing that the boundaries can be really helpful to limiting, yes, but building parameters more importantly so nobody goes too far in any of these. And then with the examples, give some context. And I will say in this episode, it does get a little bit dense. So you might have to listen to these things a few times to really internalize what we're talking about. But we do feel like it's a really good guide and framework for crafting tone of voice principles that are really going to work. Yeah. And I think I I, I totally agree. Listen to it and internalize it because that's the recipe for how commoditized brands can turn into iconic brands. Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, how else are you – I mean, you, you listed four brands except for maybe Gary B. But, you know, you could say that that kind of personality can be a, a tad bit commoditized. Four brands are basically laundry soap, a person, like a, you know, a marketing person, a business person, um, body soap, and what was the fourth one? Yeah, there's actually five. Oh, Nike and Red Bull, too. Well, then Nike and Red Bull, like uh, energy, energy drink. And then, yeah, like shoes, you know, yeah. you, you, you basically took what was just something that was a basic commodity. And then be, because they're able to put this tone, the style and all this branding around it, they're able to rise it from that commoditized place into something that people actually covet. And so a lot of people ask us, well, you know, how do you do that? And mm-hmm. they want to just snap their fingers and say, Hey, I want to be that. Like it, it, it doesn't just happen like that. You have to cultivate it, and you cultivate it in large part when you had started identifying your tone of what you want to be, because that drives the consistency, as we mentioned, across all the channels and starts making your brand have a personality. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.